Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Church Planner, this is episode 200. Woo! We made you wait a whole extra day for this goodness. We did. The Church Planner podcast isn't the podcast that planners deserve, but the podcast they need. You know, I, I must say that we need to thank all of our friends who have decided to, um, to give us mad props on episode 200, like our good friend, Frank Viola. Hi, this is Frank Viola from BeyondEvangelical.com, and you're listening to one of the most entertaining podcasts on the web today, the Church Planter Podcast with Peyton Jones and Pete Mitchell. He, he, you know, he just need to put Thanks, a little Frank. bit he need to put a little bit more energy in it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to throw that out there. Yeah, but it was sincere. He meant that from his heart. And uh, and of course, we can't forget our uh, our Calvary Chapel friends, Brian Broderson. I'm Brian Broderson. You've been listening to Pete and Peyton, two guys that definitely need surf lessons. Mm. And of course, our favorite. Get to the church plant. Get to the church plant. Go. No. <laughs> hey, that was both canned laughter and real laughter. I think um, I think we just need to tell everyone, if this is your first time listening to the Church Planner Podcast, you're not going to find any value in episode 200 because we're not actually sharing anything about church planning. It's all about our favorite moments over the last 200 episodes. Pretty much this is an episode about the 200th episode <laughs> and uh, all of the other episodes. Is that what I'm before, calling it? Which, it's the episode about the 199 other episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just glad to say that there are some people out there who agree with Pete. I have to agree with Pete. Just yeah, saying. but that that happened probably, you know, before the 50th episode that someone agreed with you, and it hasn't happened since. What? That's probably true. I, I think this is also going to be the all sound effects episode, so, you know. Well, not only that, I got a jackhammer in the background here. That I, that was my extra special celebration for today. Hey, man, could we have a jackhammer running in the background the whole time? I could go so many different directions with that, all of which would be inappropriate. So, uh, I think we need to hear from our good our good sponsors, uh, Hollywood. California, stay away from here. Stay away from here now. Don't, don't don't come in here. Whatever you hear, stay away. John Doe has the upper hand. Oh, what's in the box? Mm, yes. Yeah, that was pretty much uh, our warning about our own podcast. It, uh, it, California, stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So it's been 199 episodes, Pete. Aren't you sick of me yet? Yeah, that's why we're actually late on this one, getting it out. Normally we release on Monday. We're not even recording and it's Tuesday. So, you know. Yeah, yeah pretty much. And uh, so, Pete, let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, look back through the corridors of time, um, reminisce, get a little nostalgic, um, get a little bit misty, a little weepy-eyed. And uh, talk over these 199 episodes and what has been special to you. I think uh, for me, the thing that I've appreciated the most um, would have to be when Hulk Hogan gave us that great sound clip for our (sighs) podcast. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Now that it's that part of the show where we talk smack, what you gonna do when the Church Planner podcast runs wild on you? Man, we have had some good ones. How about how about Yoda? I mean, is Yoda going to make an appearance on this? We Welcome we can't forget you. the sponsorship that Yoda's done. Welcome, you are. This week's episode of the Church Planter Podcast is brought to you by Mogif. M-O-G-I-V for the two hundredth time. No, they weren't. They weren't sponsors of all two hundred. For the hundred and sixty-eighth <laughs> time, which I just made up. They probably were somewhere around there. I mean, one six eight dot com. They've been riding shotgun with this for a long time. And and when we have bad episodes, unfortunately, people take it out on them and cancel their MoGive service. So they do. And why does it feel, although we've only been doing them less than 200? I mean, it's safe to say we've been doing their commercial less than 200 times, but it feels like 300 Pete. We had to get our listenership up from uh, one listener a week to 10 for them to sponsor us. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of what it took because, uh, you know, moms, she always listened and, and they said that wasn't enough. You know, what's funny is I don't actually know how many listeners we have. And so I'll, I'll be going to like, I'll talk to guys and, and, and I know it's, it's, you know, it's pretty good, pretty good. Like we always joke around about our one listener, but, um, but it's pretty good. And and so I was at Exponential and I'm talking to all these guys and they're like, well, how much is your listenership? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> oh, because you Which were... is never good when people are like, hey, I might want to sponsor you guys show. How many people listen? I'm, <laughs> I'm like, you got to talk to my partner, man. I don't pay attention to any of that. You, you should just say, you know what? We actually put Exponential to shame. And that, that would actually be a safe statement. Hey, I got to say, Exponential was awesome this year. Was it? I went to it. Hey, for all those of you guys that I finally got to meet face-to-face, um, it, you know, it, it was fantastic. I, I honestly have to say, we're on 200th episode, and there are times, I know Pete and I have talked about this before, like, should be, we have fun. We love doing it. We love screwing around, if that's not obvious. But, you know, there is the there is the part of it where – you know, we felt called to do this. We felt like we needed to do something for the kingdom. We definitely wanted to help church planners. Like I'll have guys ask me all the time about new breed and they'll say, why, why, why did you start new breed church planning? Someone asked me this week, what do you, uh, want new breed to be? And that's always kind of been a question like, you know, that's difficult to ask because the simple answer has always been, I want to help church planners. And this show is the same new breed. I, I, other people are taking it, running forward with it now, especially as I'm doing other things. But, um, the reality is that, uh, you know, from time to time, I just come to a point and I say, do I want to do this anymore? And so many of you guys came up and said, I cannot tell you how much you've changed my life, how much you've helped me. Um, you know, um, Thank you so much for what you you and Pete do, and I just I kept let, telling. Let's people, let's look. be fair. They didn't say what you and Pete do. They said what you do. No, they said come me on, and Pete. Come on, honestly, I'm no, not trying to make you feel good. No one's they ever really said that to say. me. They always say, "Boy, that Peyton guy sure is good." I I think we're coming into our own. I think we're we, you know we've gotten rid of all the all the grumpy listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I think we actually have happy listeners now. But but here's the deal, right? Like, like literally you guys, those of you that, that said that, um, 
I, I think I got to the point because there was a point like no joke. Now, when I got to exponential on the first day, I was trying to walk from one end to the other to exponential. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm like mad famous or anything, but I couldn't walk like two steps without somebody going, Hey, Peyton, boom, boom, boom. And, and, and here's what I have to say. Um, I started getting to the point where I had to tell everybody because I was so moved. Look, um, you have no idea how much that means because on a regular basis, I evaluate everything I do and I ask, is this something I need to do? And I just feel we're 200th episode guys. Honestly, we're going to keep doing this because if that many of you are, are listening and saying that it's, it's helping you, that's all I need to hear because that is my motivation for everything I do. I know Pete the same, you no, know, we're actually, not in this for money. Uh, we don't make money on it. You just, you made my decision easy. I'm done. This is, this is yeah. my final episode. 200. I'm out. All right. All drop, right. Mic yeah, drop. Yeah. Pete, Pete felt the motion right then. Little stirring. Um, it's kind of like the Grinch. His heart just grew two sizes bigger. And I don't out. like to be forced into anything. You I, can't I make, feel, I'm going to my safe place. You can't make me do anything I don't want to do. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. They did their best. Shoddly Italy, Italy, diddly. Gotta be nice. Hostility, diddly, biddly, diddly. Oh, hell, did I think dog crap? I think my goal is to see if I can play every soundbite on this episode. That that's part of the game, but the game within the game is to make it fit the context of what we're saying. Can we now, that would like, really be an accomplishment? Can we do like the uh the the Christian version of a drinking game? You know how, like, in college, you wouldn't know this, I'm sure, but uh, every time, you know, a certain thing came on a show, you had to drink a shot or something like that. I think every time Pete plays a soundbite, you have to read a Bible verse. That's the Christian yeah. version. I actually saw that somebody was uh, advertising making a drinking game out of the debate. Oh, no. <laughs> that when he says this, you know, or he does this, boom. And they were like, this is the only way it's going to be bearable to watch. But I sent you a clip. Did you watch that one with the duet? Yeah. Ahead. They take Trump and they take Hillary and they do the, ahead, the time of my life. Oh, it's a fun. I don't even know what that song's called, but it's a famous duet. They had all the cheering in the background. Fantastic. Comedic gold. I, I, I was just saying before we started this episode that I wanted to do an all politics episode. <laughs> just because I've had so many fun conversations online on Man, Facebook. Man, I have stayed out of it. I I I haven't. It's like finally with the whole uh, uh Trump sexual assault stuff, I was like, "Come on. See, come on. You can't really still be in favor of this guy, can you? Really?" Well, here here's the thing, right? Like if if what he said is true that he did that, now they both belong in jail. I mean, they're both crim different kind of criminals, but they're both criminals. Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> That's why it's like, <laughs> I look at this. Oh, and then um, there was the best. Uh, I think it was, I think his uh, name is Joel Barker, um, church planner online. He put yeah, up this I thing. Know. He put up this thing this morning talking about, uh, you know, I grew up in a pre-trib family and, you know, I see Russia and with, with, uh, uh, Trump's ties to Russia, you know, have any of the pre-tribbers actually thought how all this is going to play out or something like that? <laughs> and so, so I just put on there, I go, well, since pre-trib isn't exactly biblical, uh, I found other reasons not to stump for Trump. <laughs> and, <it> just, <laughs> and then it was so funny because then it was like a bunch of other people were like, well, you know, I'm not a pre-tribber either, so I'm not buying into the, you know, but it was pretty funny. Pete, you ginger haired troll. I know. I, oh, dude, I've been... I was so good for so long. And then it was just like the last two weeks. I couldn't contain myself anymore. And I just. Yeah, Hulk smash. It's kind of the way I felt. I was just like. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so. Because I have unfollowed so many people this election cycle. I just couldn't take their Facebook posts. And then I'm like. I wonder how many people just unfollowed me after all of that. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Because unlike you, I don't have, uh, you know, the bulk of my my base being uh, church planners following me. I got 
all kinds of real estate agents and business people and stuff like that. So yeah, you you walk a funny line, man. Because I, I know we've talked before. When your two worlds collide, that can that can get a little uncomfortable. It could, but then I kind of look at it and I go, "Do I really care?" No, <laughs> no, not really. Oh, what you're going to be offended and leave me as a client? There's the door. Yeah, there's no, a hundred more that where way, you came but from. I I think because you're you're. You know, like I, I've seen you do your, your stuff on stage at your thing. I remember watching a, a, a video clip and I'm like, Pete's pretty good at this, man. Like, you know, you're up there, you got the suit on the whole, you know, and you're with everyone. They all got suits on, like you're a suit man and a room full in a sea of suits. And then you get on here and I know you're funny when you're doing your thing, but you're also serious. So it's like, you know, here, <laughs> I'm just thinking today, especially of all the crud we've talked about. And, uh, yeah. What's been your favorite so, moment on the podcast? Um, or do you have like a series okay, so, of, do you have like a top five, top 10? Yeah, I do. Um, so I, I, absolutely my absolute favorite. And, and we, we mention all the time, probably because it is my favorite was the, the blast book giveaway. Calling, hunting the dude down, oh. just on a whim, right there live on the call, hunting him down, interrupting his deer hunt and telling him he won and like ruining his day. That was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a, what episode was that? Do you remember? I just remember it was winner, winner, chicken dinner. It was that episode. I don't know what <laughs> number it was, but yeah, yeah, no, that one was good. Um, uh, what what what's yours, man? We'll go back and forth because I I got more. Gosh, man, that's a tough question. I think, um, man, I you know I have no idea. Honestly, I can barely remember what we've done because let's be frank, you do most of the talking. <coughs> I pretty much Sorry. just sit here and 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 not, I, I play the Ed McMahon. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a great one, Peyton Jones. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Way to go. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> it's true, though. It's like, <laughs> what do I contribute to the podcast? I'm like, well, that's so not true, though, because the uh, the conversation back and forth is good. Okay, we get into the church planning. You know, you you it is a little bit Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin. You know, then it's like you you clam up, but you you know, I mean, you've been in Refuge Long Beach. I mean, that's like a freaking PhD in church planning. Yeah, but I always got to sit on the sidelines and watch the rest of you guys just kind of go at it. Hey, you know what? I don't know what my favorite episode was, but I can tell you what I'd like to do for an episode. What's that? I would like to do one on the end times. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think it would be fun. Except neither one of us are pre-trivers, so we need to get like a Chris Langham in here to like to take the pre-trib. Well, it would be cool to get a discussion. I'm I'm kind of like a pan-tribber. You know, I've, I've been back and forth over the years. I'm, uh, I'm undecided. I still have to say I'm undecided. I get, I get, I listen to guys and I listen to what they have to say, but I, I honestly think it's a get ready, just be ready type of deal. Oh, I think that's why it's said the way that it's said. I think so because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not stupid. I mean, I've, I've probably held. Every major view on the end times that there is and read tons of books on it. And I got to a point where after reading, I'm like, okay, none of you knows what's going on. There are the seven thunders. And hey, I'll save all this for another one. But (laughs) there's a reason that God goes, hey, seven thunders. I'll tell you about the seven bowls, the seven vials, the seven seven plagues. But you're not going to know what the seven thunders are. And the angel just goes, hush, that's not for now. That that'll be revealed in time. So revelation kind of lets you know that, Hey, you're not going to know everything off the bat. And I'm cool with that. And that's, if you believe revelation is about the end time. See, that's like where the discussion can go. Oh yeah. I've been a major, I've been a full. uh, So those of you who don't, we we need to save all this, but I've been a full preterist. I've been a partial preterist. I've been a futurist. I've been a historicist. This, this, Rabbit hole goes way deeper. And uh, Pete, why'd you why'd you open Pandora's box? Best man? line I ever heard that I have quoted so many times uh, was a line from you, and the line was, "If God really wanted us to know about the end times, He wouldn't have given us a revelation; He would have given us an epistle." 
Exactly. And I'm like, you wouldn't have given us post-apocalyptic literature. I noticed I said post-apocalyptic instead of apocalyptic because I want to wield the shotgun when it all goes down. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) And have a fast car. Mm. You know, I think it'd be good to kind of go back and um, just look at some of our, our titles. Um, I'm, I'm on here. There's the one, the one about who we are and why you should care. That was number one. Yeah. And it was all about me. (laughs) That was the Pete Number two was about me. I forgot about that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now in fairness, you got talking so much. Whole episode was about you. (laughs) Why do you think I don't let you talk? It was supposed to be about us. I know. (laughs) But come on. about me. But come on. You've paid me back for that 200 fold. (laughs) <laughs> for 199 episodes. <laughs> so number two was the one with Peyton's first church plant in a Starbucks. Um, I think I told my story there. Gosh, check this out. Like, it's really cool. This I, I haven't looked at this in probably two years. The one, number three, was the one about the five roles in Ephesians. So we went straight from who we are straight into, like, church zero, man. That's cool. And that was well, July first. I'm sure. I'm sure you were like, "Hey, can we promote my book?" <laughs> I'm sure I was. Yeah. And uh, then fourth one, <coughs> we did a, a sermon on the. I didn't even know that was on there. Peyton's sermon on the Great Commission. That's cool. That was the one where I think I went to the missions thing at the mothership and spoke. And you're like, "That was the best sermon I ever heard you give." Let's put that on there. Well, remember? I do remember at one point you were like, "It was like right after we started, like the fourth episode." And you're like, uh, I can't do it this week. Can you have Chris Langham on? <laughs> like, we had just started and you were already bailing. Yeah, I was up in uh, Oregon, which is funny because. Um, no, you. The, well, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, yeah. I went up to Oregon with uh, Dave Thompson. And, uh, oh, you know what? Yeah, no, it's out of order. So I don't know. I think I was on vacation that next week. Because normally when I go up to Oregon, I, I do one week work and then one week vacation. So. Um, that's cool, man. Then the next one was the one where Pete turns down $300 million. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I think about that one all the time. <laughs> one, because I turned it down and, and two, because I actually look at that guy and I'm really glad I made that decision. Like, yeah, as I see that guy and you know, we're Facebook friends and whatnot. I'm like, man, I made a good call there. That was a, a wise decision on my part. Yeah, and there's a good takeaway for church planners, you know, never, ever, guys, ever make a decision based on money, and you will never, ever regret it. And and I'm saying that because if there's a reason you're not taking it, despite the money being good, that's a wise move. You need to listen to that. I've never made a decision based on finances. I've, I think I've made one decision in the last like 15 years, <laughs> she worked out well for me financially. But, but other than that, like that just was never, I knew I would not be happy if I made all my decisions based on money. That mm. doesn't, that doesn't make me happy. Yeah. I just, I feel more cagey and, and more owned the more I make decisions based on money. Because somewhere when you make decisions on finances, you're giving up a certain amount of freedom always. Yeah. Yeah. So even even if you say, oh, I'm going to be a partner in this business or whatever, you're going to give up. But I had a church planner approach me this week, and he said, hey, um, I, I have an opportunity to um, go in at a ground level with this company, their startup. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. You're, you're a church planner, and you want, to, you want to do a startup? And he goes, yeah. And I go, do you know how much time a startup takes? And do you know that when success comes, it just gets worse? <laughs> and like, are you sure you're you're they like two startups at the same time? As it, and he goes, huh? And I said, man. And then I told him about you know the formula: maximum exposure, maximum pay, minimum hours. That's a sweet spot for a church planner. So, yeah, man, that's 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 a very relevant deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It was funny because I was talking with Daniel Williams uh, a few months ago. He's a church planner out of Florida. Is he in Delray, Florida? Is that where he's at? Yeah. Yeah, Delray. And uh, 
because I was doing the uh, church planner consulting course, teaching them how to be consultants and stuff and using that as a, a way to generate income. And so one of the things that I, I told everyone who, um, who was doing that, you know, I said, look, we're going to have a, a talk on the phone and this isn't a, a, a sales call. In fact, um, I had a good friend. He's like, Hey, uh, can you give me a shot at going after those guys who, who, uh, didn't end up joining the course? And I go, no. And he goes, why? And I go, because I wasn't trying to sell them. I was like literally trying to see, is this the right decision for you? Is this the right course for you to take? Because it's not free mm. and it's gonna take a lot of time and stuff. And so I was just I was talking to Daniel Ooms because he was he was contemplating it. And uh I said, you know, uh two of my biggest prayers, um, one of them is that I don't take a church planner's eyes off the ball. Like, because mm. this is this is the stuff that I do, and I love this stuff. I love doing what I do. But I also know how I can take your eye off the ball because you could become wrapped up in the financial side because it is very lucrative. And Daniel Williams said something really key. He goes, you know what, though? If they take their eye off the ball, then there was already something there. Like, mm. they, they already were, like, you know, willing to take their eye off the ball. And I, I got to tell you, man, that... I remember that. That made a huge impact on me. And it was funny, too, because then he calls me back like the week later. And he goes, hey, you know what? I prayed about it. And uh, I just felt like God said this isn't the right thing for you. And to me, I was like, dude, I'm totally 100% cool with that. Because that's what I wanted to make sure is that it was the right guys who were coming into that program. So, You know, it's really funny. Daniel is an impressive dude. He was, um, he was on our podcast. I got so many comments um, about it, because when you talk to Daniel, you just get a sense there's a dude that walks with the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, he is in the presence of the Holy Spirit. He's he's filled the Spirit. He's walking in the presence of God. Um, Christ is set apart as Lord in his heart, and that really comes across. And uh, and he's funny. He's natural. You know, guys. One of the things that that always gets me, and and it it's weird. Like this idea that you. There's this weirdness in sometimes Christianity where we think that in order to be holy, you have to lose your sense of humor. We did a whole episode on that, talked about all the guys throughout history, some of the church planners, some of the pastors, guys like Spurgeon, who had amazing senses of humor, and yet they were totally anointed. And Dan Daniel's kind of that type of dude, but you just sense this guy really walks with God. And I got a lot of comments about that. So you can actually hear, I mean, that's just typical of Daniel. You know, he's a guy who really waits on God, really listens to God and this podcast. I'm just saying there might be a connection. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he probably quit a long time ago. He'll just never tease hear this. Do you get a lightning bolt, uh, sound effect there, Pete? I don't. Sorry. That's a one, a spicy meatball. Here we go. That Here could we go. Be one. <laughs> Oh, and you need salacious crumb, right? You got he's on I don't the have uh, salacious on, crumb. Yeah, which is weird because he's in the. I think I had Barry make the the Star Wars intro, right? Oh yeah, he yeah that was not me, that's for sure. So he must have that. We we need that sound clip, man. <laughs> I was just listening to all the sound clips that I got you from uh, Nacho Libre. Those really need to they need to surface. I don't. I don't have them in my uh, soundboard. Come on, you give them to me at like the wrong moments. I know. I gave you like three hundred of them, and that's clearly I've got better things to do with my life than it's, put three hundred. It's of like them in there. it's like living in medieval times, having a dragon on the hill outside your castle, and keep pushing like virgin maidens at him. Here, eat this one. Eat this one. Hey, you know you're just making the monster stronger. So I do have a story I'm going to share. Okay. This is not this is not a look back. This is I actually thought about this. I was like, oh, look I gotta talk about anger. I, I'm like, I gotta talk about this on the podcast. Cause it was a weird experience for me. Now Hey man, this is the two hundredth episode about the hundred and ninety nine episodes. But I'm sharing it anyway. Because it's my podcast and I'll do what I want to do. <laughs> you're not the boss of me. So oh, okay. Jesus, I think you're the boss of me. So some of you guys out there. You know, we make the joke that I'm the sinner and Peyton's the one that's saved. We're both sinners and we're both saved. Hey, we're hoping I, we're, we're hoping I'm in. But okay. anyway, so um, 
here's here's what 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 happened. Some of you guys out there, you know when God is literally speaking to you. Like, you know, you hear the voice of God or whatever. I have never before this moment in time had that kind of a moment. Pretty much not sure what to make of all you guys who say that, right? Not not make I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. You you, you could be um, having a, a, a you know a burrito for lunch, and now you're saying you're hearing from God. I have no idea what you're talking about, right? So this is a true story, man. I'm I'm uh, I'm going that, through. Now that would be a sound clip to have. Is the one from Ren and Stimpy where he's looking for his his, uh, his fart? I don't know. And he that. goes under the piano chair, and there's this magic nose goblin stuck to the underside. And he goes, have you seen? And he describes, he doesn't know what a fart is. And uh, he describes it and the, his boogers are hanging out and they, they have faces. I shouldn't be going here, huh? <laughs> I, <I've, laughs> and one of them goes, you, you have to, it's a Christmas one. And one of them goes, Psst, this guy's crazy. This is one booger talking to another. Psst, this guy's crazy. Talks to his farts. Which is ironic being that his boogers are talking. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna leave on, that Ren one out Stimpy. there come, come on. on so i'm driving through the drive through at mcdonald's and uh this lady pulls up behind me and i look at her and she's uh she's gotta be you know uh hispanic probably mexican beat up truck i mean it's a beat up you know little like i don't even know one of those little trucks beat just Beat up, right? And she's got like four or five tricycles in the back of the truck. And I kid you not, I can't remember the pronoun that was used, but I had this flash come through my head of uh, maybe you should buy her lunch. And it was, I can't remember if it was maybe you should buy her lunch or maybe I should buy her lunch. Like that's the pronoun. I can't remember which one was used, right? Mm. And it freaked me out. And I was like, okay, so was that God telling me I should buy that lady some lunch or was that in my own head? Right. Was that just me? Cause I mean, let's face it. I've never had that thought, right. Of buying anyone lunch. That's like never, never been the thought. And I'm like, you know, I'm pulling around, pulling around, getting ready to place my order. And I'm starting to freak out. Cause I'm like, dude, I can't do this because she's going to know I bought her lunch. Right. I'm in the car right in front of her. And then literally this is, this is the thought going through my head. Well, what happens if she wants to like say thank you to me? I, I mean, I don't want to talk to her. I'm like a freaking introvert, right? <laughs> like, I don't want her coming up to me. So I, you want to be secret Santa? I chicken out. I swear to you, I chicken out. So I'm, I'm paying for my meal at the window. I chicken out. I'm like, dude, whatever. And it's, it's a two window drive through. So you pay at the first, and you go get your food at the second. And that was my, my fear, right? Because I, I pay there, and then I'm like, you know, then I got to wait for my turn to get the food and. Yeah. And um, so I'm up there at the second window waiting for my food. My food comes out. But before my food comes out, literally true story, man. She's in the car behind me. She doesn't have enough money. And she drives off and she has to leave the line. And I, I felt like about an inch high at that moment. And I was like, seriously, dude. That that was God telling me I should do that for that lady. I've never had that thought before, right? Never had like, you know, God spoke to me. Never had one of those. And then that happens. I was like, okay, next time, God, I hear that, I, I won't argue with it. Because what's the worst that happens? Someone says thank you to me. Like, I yeah. can't afford $5. Are you freaking kidding me? It was it was weird, dude. That was the first time that ever happened. And I was just, I felt like an inch high. I told you about that time I did something like that, right? where I was jogging down the beach and the guy was coming towards me and God said, tell him I love him. And I was like, no, (laughs) dude, I can tell you that right now. I would have so been like, nope, God, I'm sorry. (laughs) He's jogging. I'm jogging. And and here's what's happening. I'm jogging towards him. It's on the beach. This is years ago. I was a missionary in Wales and I was at home on break here. And, And what's funny is like the spirit was just, busting loose in, in the church there. And, um, everywhere I went, like ministry was happening. And, uh, (laughs) and so I'm jogging towards this guy and I look at him 
And, you know, but not like weird. I just kind of glanced over and I look and he's glancing at me and there's this weird look in his eye. And I'm like, huh. And it, and it wasn't like anything, you know, like creepy. It was just, it was almost like he was waiting for me to say something to him. You know, it was weird. I don't know how to explain it, but I kept looking back at him. He could look back at me. And then I go past him and I'm like, the opportunity was there. It was like the atmosphere, even though we're running towards each other, like down the beach, there's two guys going for it. It just seemed like it was, I was supposed to say that right then. And I, I chicken out because like you, I'm going, is this God? Is it me? Is it, you know, then I start doing that whole, maybe I'm just being weird. And, uh, I pass him and I, I pass him. And as I pass, I go a couple feet still jogging and I look back and he looks back. (laughs) There was something, I don't know what it was, man. And then I feel well, now if I go back, he's going to think I'm gay. So <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. Hey, dude, chasing after him on the, come back, you know? So I'm like, no. But again, like you, I felt terrible. So I finished my jog and I'm telling, I'm, I'm kicking myself the whole time. And I'm like, God, the next guy I come into contact, next time you say that, I will do it. I go to Staples. Now, I know this sounds stupid, but um, I bought a paperclip holder. Because <laughs> I didn't have one, and I couldn't find Why you a go to Staples holder in Wales. Uh, you know, there's just certain things we don't have there. And uh, so, anyways, I go, I go uh, to Staples, and I think I, 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 the one was broken or something. I, I took it back, was turning it in, and the guy said something about, "Oh, your card." And I said, "It was for Brit- from Britain," and he's like, "Oh, what, what are you doing there?" And I said, "Well, I'm a minister." And he goes, oh, you're a minister? Uh, that must be fulfilling. And I, I started saying something about God. Like I felt God saying, talk to him about me. And I just started talking to him. He breaks down. This is the guy working the cash register. Big, giant Mexican dude. As big as Hector Mora. Breaks down at the cash register and just starts crying and mm-hmm. says, last night. He goes, my parents died. Not last night. But he goes, my parents died a few years ago. I work here. I work two jobs. I um, I have to take care of my brothers and sisters. They're still in high school. And last night, I was trying to make ends meet. Stuff's gotten desperate. And I looked up and I said, God, if you're real, please show me. Please give me a sign. Let Let something happen to me tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. So he's crying at the supermarket. Tell me this whole story. There's people behind me in line. And they're like, <laughs> getting upset. <laughs> and we're having this conversation. And, uh, and I was just able to tell him, like, dude, look, he's there. Talk to him. Open your life to him. Open your heart to him. Talk to him. Pour all this on. Boom, boom, boom. I'm giving him as much of the gospel as I can in like 30 seconds because everybody's getting all upset. But, dude, it was powerful, man. I told him, I said, you're right across the street. From the church that I used to pastor as Refuge Huntington. I said, go across the street, talk to this guy, talk to that guy. You know, when you got some more time when you're off work or ask for me, they'll give you my phone number. So, anyways, it was really cool, man. So yeah. Next time, Pete. Dude, next time. But I, I will say this. I don't think I could have done that. <laughs> like if someone would have said, I'm not talking about the witnessing part, I'm talking about the uh Tell him God loves him or tell him, you know how like Tyrone, every time you talk to him, he'll say, I love you, man. Or he won't even say the man. He'll just say, I love you. Yeah. I look, dude, I am way uncomfortable with that. You don't need to tell me you love me. I'm cool, <laughs> bro. You know, yeah. and it's like, but, I but couldn't you know, do Pete, that. I love you. Shut up, dude. I will just. <laughs> no, but I really love no, you. No, seriously. <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> like. 200th episode, Pete. It's time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm done. I promise. I'm done. You got to see Pete's face right now. He's not happy. I'm just saying, man. I'm Changing just... the subject. So Tyrone. <laughs> I'm just saying there's like, I couldn't say that. Like if God yeah. said to me, say, I love you to that person. I'd be like, I, that... <laughs> Like I, I wouldn't, I would freeze. I would freeze. I would rather, I would rather. That's all you got to do. When, when someone says, I love you, just go. "Mm." 
<laughs> no, 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 no. If God was telling me, I needed to say that to them. Yeah, I'm just that, saying that would that would be the funniest thing to watch. He said, "God, I'm just saying it. It probably wouldn't work for me." Oh no, dude! It's it's you know it's cool. It's baby steps, man. This is the thing. So I got that that book coming out. Reaching the unreached. It's all about this. Cha-ching! It's all about God taking us on a journey in baby steps. He doesn't, he's not going to, first time, first time with you, he goes, hey, pay for that lady's food. He's not first time going to be. Of which I go, first. what if she says thank you to me? Yeah. And I can't yeah. do he's it. He's not, he's not going to tell you in the gym, like, hey, turn to that, like, power lifter and go, God loves you, man. Like, <laughs> He's not, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a, there's a, there's a raising of the bar, man, that happens. He, he's, he's gentle, man. The Holy Spirit takes you a little by little. And there are times he throws in the deep end, but for you, that was your deep end. As you, as you learn to swim more, the deep end gets deeper. That's all. It's a process. Yeah. So I, that was the story that I wanted to tell you. I was like, but I learned my lesson, man. I learned my lesson when she freaking pulled out of line because she couldn't afford it. I was dude, like, dude, that is crazy, man. I could have freaking, I mean, what, what's five dollars to me? And she probably knew she didn't have any money. So she was probably like, give me a cheeseburger. Right. Yeah. Dude, I mean, that's, that's a bummer. It is. It's a total bummer. And then yeah. I was like, if I go chasing her in my, in my, Mustang, You're like, hey, pull over, pull over, dude. I'm like, I'm going to jail, man. You know. <laughs> oh man, but you know what? That God uses that. That's that's my point of telling that other story. Is God uses it, man. It, it may be more important for you to do it the next time. And yeah, well, that's that. I was like, if I hadn't had this experience, then I know the next time I would have had it, right? Yeah. Because I've never heard the voice of God. I've never been one of those guys who's like, oh, yeah, I hear it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I've never had that. That's, that's a podcast we need to do, man. Okay, episode 201, how to know God's talking to you. If he says, buy Pete some stuff, that's <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> if he says, go through Pete's consulting training program, that's God. No? <laughs> no? The voice you're kidding. It's the funniest thing. I don't know. So anyway, we should actually jump school and and jump school. That's God. And everyone's sitting there going, but what exactly is jump school? What we you and I were talking about something, and you goes and and you go, Okay, I definitely called it the wrong thing because (laughs) like we were lost. We had no idea what we were talking about. Everybody does it. Everybody's like Jump school, like it literally because the course and the DVDs are called the same thing. It's a problem. Yes, it's a problem. So <laughs> marketing one on one. So going going back to our episodes, and we really got to get to our other stuff. But um, starting with thirteen, we I thought it was like sixteen, but it's thirteen. Man, we went through a, like a, a how to, and then we got interviews back before hardcore church planning was a thing. We interrupted our series, but it it was cool, man. We got like a three-part series on Walter Martin. Uh, like that's awesome. <clears throat> we've got um we've got a bunch of episodes on step by step how to plan a church. We've got um uh man, it's just I'm just looking through. We got the uh you know my five most embarrassing church planning moments, my five best church planning. We did a series of my five. And those were cool. We used to review the magazine. We should probably get back to doing that. Um, we, uh, gosh, man, I'm just looking like that's just in the first 100. We did, uh, so winner, winner, chicken dinner is number 105. We did one about transfer growth versus uh, new believer growth. Um, the best church planning books, the celebrity pastor problem. What I wish I knew before I started church planning, how to survive, uh, where are all the prophets, the lonely church planner's wife. Um, man, I mean, there are just so many good um, how to deal with burnout, um, part one and two. Um, I'm just I'm just looking at this going, dang, dude, we did we did a lot of cool podcasts. 
I can tell you what their ranking are because I have that that up in front of me. Yeah, you just got to yeah. tell me what episode. And the preaching one. So we asked people to comment on our listeners real quick on what were your favorite uh, ones. And we've got, let's see, Matt Fretwell says the one I was on. Oh, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about the one where you and Pete smack talked until 40 minutes in and then finally got to the subject with five minutes left? This isn't helping you, is it? How about the one with the five worst days in church planning? The series on preaching was good. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That was the one that the dude in the wilderness and won the package. That was classic. Too many to name. Great work, guys. Always edifying. And congratulations, Peyton and Pete. Brought me many smiles, laughs, and reflection. And, of course, uh, Tyrone says the preaching series, pure gold. And he's the one who always says, I love you. It, it bothers me, man. It bothers me. <laughs> But I can only tell him on the podcast. I couldn't actually what, say it to him. What if he said, "Yeah, because you can't discuss these things. I know you too well. Um, can What if he says, hey, like you, man. Is that okay? Or will you be like, I still know what you're thinking. I'd you be like, why, why are you saying you like me, dude? Seriously. Can't we just say, hey, dude, be a bro. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, do we have to? Does, does the word have to involve an L at the beginning? That's all I'm saying. Like, love. You know, come on. Can't we just? Can't we all just get along? Why can't he just say what you and I always say? Fight the power. Don't trust Whitey. That, that's what you always say. <laughs> that is what I always say. <laughs> Fight the power. Don't trust Whitey. Is that is that does that have to be cut now too? I don't I don't see why. <laughs> I think you're okay with that one? I, hey, I don't know, man, because I got no filter. Yeah. I don't oh, know. dude, best best. This last Sunday at church, our um. We had a, a, a guy preaching there, and I don't know, he does something for, like, the denomination or something like that, right? And uh, so he's preaching on Ephesians, and he's going over uh, wives submit to your husbands, and husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church. He's going over that section, right? And so he's trying to do it as tactfully and, you know, and, and not, like, rock the boat and take off every woman in there and, and give every guy, like, this complex of, oh, yes, woman, submit to me kind of a thing, right? Yeah. And uh, we're done. We're walking out of the uh, the auditorium, and he's standing there with uh, with his wife and and then uh, Justin. And and I just go over, and I go, hey, just, just so you know, man, I looked over at my wife, and I just told her, you are so lucky you married me. <laughs> <laughs> and they just started laughing and of course jamie is right there with me and she she's like does not have this pleased face which is true i did say that to her in the middle of the sermon that's so awesome and uh and and the guy who was preaching he goes yeah you know these are the things that we think but we don't say and Jamie just goes, yeah, he has no filter. He doesn't know how to turn it off. I love it, man. Yeah. I so. love it. So well, anyway. hey, my train my train is making an appearance. If you're new to the podcast, it's kind of like Mr. Rogers where a trolley comes by, takes us to the, the land of magical make-believe. And uh, we're about to go there now because we're going to ask some questions. These are our rapid-fire questions. So, Pete... Um, I don't know how we want to do this, man, but we got some questions on here, a few minutes. And uh, so I'm going to ask you first and just pick out of the list. You can ask me any of these. Uh, we'll take turns. If you could have Knight Rider for your car or a Transformer, which one would you pick? Knight Rider. See, I knew that, but I did just see a video of a real live Transformer car last night. But here's the reason. Knight Rider has to do what I tell him to do. A transformer is its own being. It doesn't have to listen to me. It can do whatever it wants. Yeah, I want to wield point. it like a gun, and I can't. Yeah. I can't do that with a transformer, but I can do that with Knight Just Rider. Point that car at somebody and put the pedal to the metal. Pete. And I've always wanted a T top. So you know, what is uh, is that a car type? Yeah, T top. That's what it was. I don't know what that is. That's all right. That's Knight Rider. That's Knight Rider. Yeah, I don't know why they don't put that light on cars. Just you know how many they'd sell if they did that? It's probably... Uh, it's at least two. They'd probably get sued. They, I'm yeah. sure they'd get sued by somebody. All right, so Peyton, what superhero would you be if you could be any one of them? That's an irrelevant question because really I am Batman. Everyone already knows you'd be Batman. I'm, I am Batman. I'm Batman. 
Like it's already done. You know, I read the next question and you know what I thought it said? Mm. Are you more of a hunter or a transgender? (laughs) I was like, wait a second. What? It says, are you more of a hunter or a gatherer? Mm. I'd say you're a gatherer and I'd say I'm a hunter. Really? Yeah. Wouldn't you say? I, I don't even understand the question. I you're the one who put the questions together. I know, but I knew you'd say hunter for you. I don't. I, I, I know see what you that as a gatherer means. though. I don't see you as a hunter. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Like hunter hunter would be a guy who goes out and gets it. Like what? What? It, like how? I don't know. What does it mean? All right. What about the next question? Why don't you answer that one? All right. Lord of the Rings is true in your character. What race are you? Are you asking me? Yeah. Because I'd like to see. I'm still human. <laughs> You're a human. Okay. I'm, I'm still I, the I king. That. I'm the I'm king. I'm a total hobbit, dude. Really? I'm a total hobbit. Oh, yeah. I'm small. And uh, my destiny is to change the world. See, here's I'm the good. thing. Normally, I'd say I'd lean more towards the dwarf because I'm a fighter. Yeah. A little bit grumpy. Come on. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. But because they're dwarfs, I I can't hang with that, man. I'm just, I'm like, that's why I'd have to be a human. And And you're not very patient. You're not very patient towards millennials. Then they're elves. And there's this enmity between dwarves and elves. I'm actually really, really good with a bow and arrow. I'm I'm actually really good at archery. You're welcome. What do you mean? You're welcome. Since I gave Luke that present, it was for Luke, no. Pete, not yeah. for you. That was awesome, man. <laughs> that was that was one of the best gifts ever for kids eight and up, and he's five. He's just turning five. It's perfect. Pete, you're a new addition to the crown box. What color would you be and why? Well, I'd be orange. Of course you would. Because that's what <laughs> color I am. Come on. Come on. Come but on. But what colors would you like to be next to? See, I know this. Blue. Yeah, I was actually thinking that. The first thought that went through my head was blue. So if you don't know this about Pete, Pete, Pete's like, it's my blue shirt. It's my white shirt. It's my green shirt. So Pete has colors he knows that he can wear to complement his hair. You don't understand what it's like for a redhead. We have to match our clothes to our hair. Everyone else who's got black hair, brown hair, blonde hair, or no hair does not deal with this problem. There are colors we cannot wear. Salmon's one of them. Pink's one of them, which is fine with me because I don't really care about pink. Orange, we can't pull off. I mean, you can't. I mean, reds, we don't pull off. You you have to go with like the greens, the blues, the blacks, the grays, the whites. Just saying. Just throwing that out That's there. That's awesome. You don't, you don't <laughs> understand. You don't understand our struggle. You don't understand. I don't. Pain. The struggle's real. The struggle is real. Fight the power. <laughs> All right, we finish in the interview when you step outside the office and find a lottery ticket that ends up winning $10 million. What do you do? I call up Pete, and I go, dude, I'm totally richer than you now. In your face. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny, man. I was talking to a buddy of mine. He's like, oh, yeah, man, if I won the lottery, I'd give you five grand. He's like, I got a bunch of friends that are like five grand friends. You know, I'd give them five grand. <laughs> And it's funny because when he was saying that, I'm thinking, dude, if I won like the mega, you know, 400 million, I don't know that I would give you a penny. <laughs> like, I, I don't like that thought, like, doesn't even cross my mind. Well, I give him money. She better hope that guy doesn't listen to the podcast. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Just in case. <sighs> Sir, the odds of actually winning the lottery, as C3PO says. Okay, so Pete, this is one that I have talked about for years. And uh, express the musical uh, taste that you have and what I imagine you doing in your car. But what do you think about when you're alone in your car? I don't usually think when I'm alone in my car. I usually have an audiobook playing, um, usually more than a podcast, because I've got like 15 audiobooks I haven't listened to yet. Oh, I dig it. That is true. You do, you do listen to a lot of audiobooks in your car. But I imagine you going down the road. I got the power. Ding. But see, that ding, would ding. be the uh, the next question. What's your favorite 90s jam? Okay, Pete. Go for it. I got the power. Do you remember we did the uh, Francis Chan webinar, and we were singing that right as I hit the start broadcast button, 
Wasn't that the one where you're doing the running man? I did the running man, but I did the running man before we started. So no one on the podcast or the webinar saw that. But I see it because on our original footage, it has you doing it. No, no, no. It's not on there. I know it's not on there. I've got a video of you You doing the running. You don't have a video of me doing it. I swear to you. I swear to you I do. I'm just Because didn't I record on my end? What do you mean? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, but I. Okay, maybe maybe my maybe my memory's just remembering it. So seeing Pete do, do the Running Man just kind of etches itself on your brain permanently. I yeah, I I think that's all it was. It was so a, Pete, uh, my favorite '90s jam, please. Rage Against the Machine, Wake Up. Really, I would have thought it was Ice Ice Baby. As '80s. No, it wasn't. I think it was. I think uh, it was '89. No, it was not. Really? I know where that, I know what 90? school I was attending. That was 1990. Okay. All right. That was slightly off. I thought it was 89, but yeah. It was, it was the yeah, uh, it was 90. I think it was my senior year. It was the 9091 school year. Yeah. Yeah. I was a senior. Were you was a freshman? A, no, a sophomore. Oh, okay. So uh if you could be any animal in the world, what animal would you be and why? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, man, an animal. I would say I can't narrow it down to just one. I'd have to have a top five animals. So if I were in the water, definitely great white shark. I just think that'd be cool. (laughs) (laughs) But I would also want to fly. So I'd have to be the biggest, uh, you know, bird. So I'm thinking one of the eagles. Something like that. Something where it's like, I'm the top of the food chain. Don't tread on me. That kind of a thing. If I were uh, land-based, like in Africa, I'd have to go with lion. And uh, and I don't, you know, may- maybe that's it. Maybe maybe those are. But then, see, if I were in the Congo, I'd want to be like a silverback gorilla. Oh, I'm noticing yeah. the theme here. I want to be the top of the food chain. I'm noticing that theme come out in my animals. You do. See, you are a hunter. I think I am a gatherer <laughs> because for me, I'm like, oh, if I'm in the water, I want to be a sea turtle, man. They just. Oh, my gosh. No. Just, oh, yeah. I want to be a giant sea turtle because uh, if they're alive, right, they're they're They've overcome the odds like they're they're fighters, man. They've survived impossible odds. They're like a fraction of those that are born. Um they're pretty chill, you know, they're very smart and, uh, you know, they're, uh, they, they know their place, you know, they, they know their place in the world and they, they brave the waters. They brave an ocean of great whites. And, uh, and that, that, that's pretty cool to me. But see, I don't know. I don't, do, you, do you think the, uh, great whites eat turtle? I don't know, but they're swimming with the sharks, baby. Mm, turtle soup. I'm digging it. <laughs> So, uh, and everybody likes a turtle, right? If you I mean, were a turtles. pastry, what pastry would you be? Ooh, I would be, mm, oh, that's a tough one, Pete. I love them all. I think I would be, I'd be an almond croissant. An almond croissant? An almond croissant, because... Uh, you know, you know what the croissant is, and that's good. But when you stuff it with like almond paste and roasted almonds, you just feel like you're getting so much more. And uh, I'd be a bear claw. Ooh, <laughs> a little marzipan in there, going with the almond theme, are we? Just going with the. It's a bear again. It's the king of the food chain. It's <laughs> it totally kicks other donuts butts. <laughs> I'm just saying, nothing. An apple fritter though. An nothing's bigger than the bear run claw. for its money. They're usually in the same price category. I'm just saying nothing's bigger than the bear claw. <laughs> That's a, I'm just going to throw that out there. All right. So some of these questions that we have here, are really, really stupid. They, they, they're about, uh, they're, 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 they're the, uh, Ooh, Ooh, here's, I got a good one. I got a good one. I got a good one. All right. All right. Teach me something. I don't know in the next five minutes. That was that was what I was going to do in the next five minutes. Here, I got one better. Five things people don't know about you, Pete. Answer mine first. Teach me, teach you something you don't know in the next five minutes. Yeah. Hmm. Something you don't know in the next five minutes. 
There are actually candles out there known as mandals that come in bacon smell and tobacco pipe smell and uh, burnished leather smell. What does British leather smell like? No, burnished. Oh, I thought you said British leather. I'm like, no, mm. but British leather smells like leather in Britain. (laughs) I was like, is that like an old man or something? It's got old man smell. What what are you saying? Yeah. So uh, five things people don't know about you. Five things people don't know about me. Um, well, I can't tell you because then you'd know it. Well, this is the unveiling 200th episode. Yeah, I actually, the very first thought I had go through my head, I was like, I can't share that with the public. I was like, literally, that was the first, I was like, what am I crazy? I'm not telling them that. Yeah, don't tell that one. Uh, that one's out. So, um, I don't, I don't, uh, oh, I'm okay. getting, I'm, I'm, I'm finishing up my taxes for 2015. I did not know that about you. Because October 15th is right around the corner. and uh, That's when they're due? That's when my extension is up. Oh, wow. So so you're going to be really grumpy in the next few weeks. No, no. I'm actually fine. I'm cool because. You're I, cool with it? I'm, I'm cool with it because I actually have the money to pay the taxes. When Very I cool. don't have the money, <laughs> that's when I'm like stressed. But Okay. So what, what other things? You can go for a couple. You don't have to go for five. I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. We, we talk about a lot on the podcast. I know. I know. Well, People okay. Not so what is not me, commonly I'm, known about you, perhaps? Maybe not the first time reveal. I'm crazy. I'm crazily conservative. You are. Yeah. But yet you are not linked to any political party. No, I'm not. And I'm really upset that this year I have to do a write-in candidate. Mm. I think I think Alan Keyes is getting a vote for me again. Okay, so here's here's a couple things people don't know about me. I watch a lot of girly shows with my wife. That's one. I know all my street cred run out the window just in, but I can live with that. Watch a lot of girly shows. Caught some Gilmore Girls the other night with the wife. There are certain places I draw the line, though. I'm like, no, I'm not watching this one or that one. But uh, usually it, it it started with like, she goes, hey, come here, lay down. I'll rub your back. Hey, you know, and then you're like, what's going to happen to Lorelai after a couple episodes, you know? So uh, that's one. What's and funny then, uh, is I used to watch that show with Jamie, too. She goes, I thought you didn't like this. I'm like, I just want to know what Luke's going to do. I just want to know what Luke's going to do. All right. Back off. dating Jesse again. <laughs> so that's not commonly known. And I would totally um, live in Stars Hollow. I will say that. I would totally live there. Oh, dude. So would I. I it's actually Universal Studios. So, uh Let's see. What else? Um, uh, not commonly known. My grandfather was a best-selling uh, Civil War author, lived on the edge of a battlefield, and they actually made a TV show in the 60s off of one of his books called The Grey Ghost. And he's actually in the credits as the historic advisor. Did, it, did he and get paid a lot for book. that? No, he did not. Mm-hmm. He did not. And uh, – Let's see what else is not commonly known about me. I'm a, I, although people know I'm a geek, um, and I'm pretty open about that. I actually am a, uh, well, I used to be, I haven't done this in years, but I am a skilled, uh, modeler. So the stuff you see people do in Hollywood, um, where they build like models for like movies and stuff. Um, I am skilled enough to do that. And a couple years ago, I almost took a contract with Hasbro and uh, to do for trade shows to do models, which can pay up to $7,000 a piece. And uh, I worked out how much time it would take me and how many I'd have to do a year as a tent making ability. And I said, nah. And uh, so I, that that's us done. That is us done. And we better hurry up and go to our next interview. So let me ask you real quickly. Are you a math pastor? I am not. Well, I think you need simplifychurch.com. Why don't you head on I over do. there? And they can take care of all of your payroll, accounting, bookkeeping, uh, insurance, web design, everything. They make your church simple. I will. Thanks, Pete. All right. <laughs> Guys, that has been the 200 episode, and we're in a hurry to get the heck out of here because we got another interview coming up. Typical Church Planner Podcast. We got to go, and we waste a lot of time today, but it was intentional. Guys, thanks for joining us today. This has been the Church Planner Podcast for the 200th episode. Reminding you, if you want to reach the ones no one's reaching, don't listen to us. 
go where nobody's going, and do what nobody's doing. You have failed me for the last time. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Music